everyone, welcome to our very first podcast coming to you from our Salisbury Rehoming Centre. I'm joined here by the wonderful Jacinta Lai, our Rehoming Centre Manager. We've got Nico Joyner, who's Hello. our Senior Training and Behaviour Advisor of our Stepping Stones Department. And we've got Sam Hempenstall, who's also Training and Behaviour Advisor of Stepping Stones. We're going to chat to you all about the kind of things we do here at Stepping Stones um, and the kind of things we've got coming up for Christmas. So Jacinta, we've just had um, an amazing event. Um, how did that go as our Christmas fair? It went absolutely fantastically. So um, we raised over £3,000. Um, footfall on the day was well over 400 visitors and almost 100 dogs, which was amazing. A lot of those were ex-residents as well. Um, so it was really good for the staff to see the dogs that have gone home and that are now in forever homes and, and much loved pets. Oh, so we love that. Um, the, the day was really, really successful. It was a successful day. Um, I'm really pleased with how it went and the number of people that we saw and the number of dogs. So thank you everyone for coming along. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit today about our Stepping Stones department, which is a very, very new concept here at Dogs Trust. We're very lucky to have it. It's one of only two in the country of these specialist units. Um, Nico, could you explain a little bit about what Stepping Stones is and why we have it. Yes, of course. So um, when Loughborough, the rehoming centre there, was built, it was kind of the first first sort of site, really, that had um, two types of facility on there. So they had um, a facility where dogs could live in larger paddocks and larger compounds, hopefully with a few other dogs in groups. Um, and there was another facility where they had uh, more dedicated training. But the main focus of the kennel design was actually, um, you know, maintaining good welfare, making sure dogs had um, dedicated handling and training, and it was all about moving dogs forward. And when it was first opened, the idea would be that there'd be quite a few dogs that might um, live in the group run facility for longer term. And then in the star um, area, which is where um, specialist training stands for specialist training rehoming, um, that's where more training would happen. But what actually happened was the two facilities just worked so well together and we turned around so many more dogs than you know we were kind of expecting. Um, and then with the idea of actually, do you know what this is? far more progressive than we thought it was going to be and we were homing far more dogs and the dogs that were coming in for um, living within a group and you know spending spending longer term in kennels in that kind of setup actually turned around so much quicker and, and so much better than we thought and they were actually going home before some of the dogs that came into the dedicated training facility so it, it, it made a real big change and just out of a, a dog walking conversation as the best ideas come from is taking your dogs for a walk um we just thought of stepping stones because it's all about moving forward and it doesn't matter if it's moving forward and the dog may you know live in kennels longer term as we have our sponsor dog um system or moving forward straight into a home so we just thought well, actually do you know what this is all moving forward so we kind of clung on to the term stepping stones and it it really ended up creating a bit of uh, momentum behind it and that's where we're now at having stepping stones facilities across the organization at other centers um and it it's proven so successful and, and sam the training behavior advisor at salisbury has been yet another mega uh, efficient and productive part of stepping stones and how we're moving dogs forward because they don't tend to hang around here long they end up in homes so quickly they do <laughs> i mean from my point of view obviously i don't tend to work directly with the dogs but yeah. from the outside looking in i'm 
just amazed at how quickly these dogs are being turned around. Obviously, you oversee Sam's work here. So, um, Sam, I've watched these dogs come and go. They've gone out so quickly. Um, I think one of the things from my point of view is when I have a look around, when I kind of come up and just visit the dogs, um, when they first come to us, they're quite nervous. And actually, as time goes on, I'm looking at them and they come out actively to see me and kind of wag their tail, which is... I think it's just amazing and I know our supporters like that so yeah. can you tell us about some of the success stories you've had so far yeah we've had quite a few success sort of stories so the one most recently is Barley um, when visitors would come up from the Vroon Tower and look at him he would kind of come out a little bit and then go back inside but then he started to really enjoy the people coming up I think and he just especially because it's so dynamic and we can have lots of different dogs we can move them around they can make new friends the friends go home, we fill them with new friends. So then that brings out his own confidence that actually he was coming up and say, seeing everyone else on top of the mound and think, no, I can say hello too. So that was quite good for him. He um, is a dog that I particularly yeah. think of when I think of the success <laughs> of it because on on his first kind of arrival, um, he was quite nervous and he'd kind of look at you and go back in and think, mm. oh, no, I'm, you're, you're too scary. But actually he was one of the ones that would actively come out when I was showing people around um, and stand there right on the top, really proud, wagging his tail, <laughs> yeah. really happy to see you. And he was gorgeous, he's wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, real stunning so. dog. Yeah. And he's really, you're right, he's a really, actually Barley's a very, very good example of um, how Stepping Stones works so well because actually the conversations that were being had at his original centre were, were very concerning and Barley was struggling in that environment. It's quite a busy environment um, and uh, Barley was triggered by... Um, you know, traffic people moving by that he didn't know and going out for a walk and seeing people he didn't know, he'd become quite anxious and stressed. So there became a conversation of, you know, with the centre that he's in at the minute, we're struggling to make improvements and, and hopefully get him to the point where he can go into another home. But the change coming here, the early conversation was, you know, Barley's a yeah. bit of a concern and we need to keep an eye on him and, you know, just give him time to relax. And he really improved very quickly. And I think that is partly the build I think partly the design of the build just allows for a dog like him to have more escape from things that worry him and also it's quiet there's not too much going on he's brilliant with the other dogs um so that improved his welfare then the extra time that he got from the staff and also uh, there is a lot to be said for sometimes just a fresh start and uh, just a new yeah. point of view and that's not yeah. to say that where he came from um they had a negative view they absolutely loved him but just starting again at Salisbury just allowed for right let's start again let's let's think about where we can build up from and you know he's doing brilliantly and sounded great intros to his new home and so far so very good so far so good that's what we yeah, like to hear we've received lots of photos from him settling in the oh, new home oh we love that don't you Sam <laughs> so we absolutely love getting photos and the updates from our owners and as well just giving them sometimes they need a little bit of extra support so that constant communication between everyone is fantastic and people always know that they can drop us an email give us a call might be a silly question to start with but we'd rather have a silly question than no questions at all to be honest definitely um, yeah we're so. always here for the aftercare advice aren't we i know one of the things that um the supporters say to me specifically when i'm giving them a sort of behind the scenes tour of <laughs> the facilities is um the, the comment that i've had the most is you've thought of everything so mm. it's um, the look of the place the design um mm. the dog's welfare um jacinta as the manager of this whole rehoming center what impact has it had on you and you know your pleasure in seeing these dogs to have such an amazing revolutionary kind of facility there's, that we've got there's here? been nothing but a, a positive impact on on the center you know it has allowed um dogs that have 
been struggling in your traditional kennel environment to have somewhere else that they can go and like everybody's sort of highlighted here you know have these choices and the welfare is just top standard you know then on the flip side of that we can also now offer other dogs trust centers somewhere for their dogs to go if they are struggling and i know um you know dogs like barley who is a fab example but there's been quite a few other dogs that have come from other dogs mm. trust centers um, that have also gone to new homes now already when the handlers have come and they've dropped them off they've been blown away by the setup here and have been so thrilled to sort of see their dogs already instantly react uh, relaxing um even though it's a new environment that they didn't know before you know it's it's a large compound there's other doggy friends it's a it's a low stress place um, it, it's just fantastic. I just can't praise it enough. It's oh, brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I can echo your feedback from all the people I've shown around. It is a really wonderful place, and actually, it's really relaxing. And what I like is that the dogs have the choice. It's all about we're giving these dogs choice. They can choose to Definitely. come and see you. They can choose to hide away. And actually, what I really like is that they tend to choose to come and see you, which that's is really positive. It. Nico, yeah, I mean, that's so true. What other dogs have you seen here that have given you kind of goosebumpy feelings yeah. on how well, well they're doing good examples really are the dogs that um in a normal kennel setup as you're saying about choice i think that is choice is such a important philosophy of stepping stones because the design is made for more choices so the the group runs have multiple bedrooms so that dogs can choose to sleep in one sleep in outside if they want to they can sleep in that room with that dog and some of the dogs that improve the most are the, the nervous <coughs> dogs that their natural choice is I'm scared of this person and I would like to move away and, and remain non-interactive with this person. And in a normal kennel setup where the only um, the only way they'll go out for toilet or the only way they'll go out for exercise is for someone to go into quite a small kennel, try and get a lead on them or pick up a lead that's on the dog already, take them into a compound um, and give them access to outside. It's quite imposing for a dog that spends a lot of its time thinking, oh, I'm just really scared. I just want to move away. And to then come here and see such a turnaround. I think Pongo is one classic example of quite a nervous hound and Queenie, yeah, yeah. a Kiwi, sorry. Yeah. Um, two dogs that came from quite busy centres and they were, they their progress kind of stunted a little bit, which is it's part of working in kennels, it happens. Um, but then coming here and having more choice of, oh, I can move away. Oh, actually, that kind of looks key, quite isn't interesting. It? Yeah, yeah, when they've got the choice, when it's their choice to come back and say hi. Yeah, It's absolutely. so important. And for the nervous dogs as well, we use a theory, because um, a lot of them, a lot of the nervous dogs we take in normally socialise well with other dogs and are normally living with other dogs. And we use, we try and stick to this idea of using something called uh, social enhancement, which is to en enhance um, interaction with either an item or another dog by um, social means. So um, with dogs like Pongo, and we've got another one who is a bit of a soft spot for me, which is Ripple, and she's in with quite a confident yeah. Labrador now, and we can interact with him, and hopefully she'll become more interested in what we're doing because Kino looks pretty happy. He looks interested in doing that. He looks quite happy taking food. There doesn't seem to be too much worry, or he doesn't seem to startle being around them, which for her, she is quite, she's oh, got quite a startle response. So her. I think we'll start to see a lot more 
like I'm gonna st- I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna take a bit more food from you and the guys are making brilliant progress with her already being able to touch around her collar which has been something very difficult to do so um, yeah to it's amazing to see emphasize that. the idea of choice is really good I think what's really sweet in what you just said is that when a dog trusts another dog which of yeah. course they probably do because they're the same species yeah. yeah they trust that dog that other dog trusts you yeah it's a really nice relationship that That's they can it. kind of feed off each other can't they and the positivity that they're getting from from all the training and the specialist kind of yeah. handling that you've got so yeah you guys you guys rock my world um, <laughs> on a daily basis the kind of um you know progress i see with these dogs is just fantastic it's, it's a massive highlight isn't it, it is it's a lovely it's place brilliant. to work here um, so we've got loads of stuff coming up. Um, we've got, of course, Christmas. Um, I shouldn't really mention Yay. Christmas, but I will. It's quite early on. Um, <laughs> so what kind of things are we going to be doing in the centre, Jacinta, over the Christmas period with the dogs? Um, so there's all the usual things that go on around Christmas. Um, it might sound a bit sad, but our staff are very um, excited when they get put on the Christmas Day work shift. Because mm. um, we do adorable. do Christmas dinner for uh, the dogs here. Um, they all get <laughs> roast chicken. Um, which is which is nice, a little added extra for them. Um, and it's one of the very few days of the year that we're actually closed to the public, which does allow the staff um, to have so much more hands-on time with the dogs, which is something they absolutely adore. I know every um, year I see pictures of this, and it's just yeah, so it's sweet. The, it's the group walks, which are just fab. Obviously, oh, yeah. we can get out on Christmas Day, come snow, hail, or whatever the weather's going to be, um, get the dogs out in nice groups, you know, do some really fun stuff with them. So that's sort of our main highlight. Um, around Christmas yeah I mean the main focus of our charity really a dog is for life not just for Christmas it is Um, so I mean do we rehome throughout the Christmas period do we kind of encourage people in we um, like I said there's only a few days that we are closed so that's Christmas Day Boxing Day and New Year's Day Um, the other days we are open Um, some of the days are shorter opening hours so please do check the website guys if you are wanting to visit Um, we do put a stop on actually dogs going home um, for a couple of weeks around Christmas um, and that's just basically we want to set them up for success there's there's no point sending dogs home um, when people are having Christmas parties fireworks are going off all yeah, of that it's, it's quite, a tall order stressful. to expect a dog to kind of flourish in a new home with all of that going on isn't it it is yeah um, however we do still take reserves on dogs so if people want to come down um, we still go through the same rehoming process we still put the reserves on um, but it's just that we have to just um make the reserve process a little bit longer just so once dog goes home it's into a nice sort of quiet environment but yeah we're we're here every day of the year so we're um um sam when it comes to stepping stones doggies what kind of stuff have you got planned for them over the christmas period um, so they'll certainly be having lots of christmas themed enrichment um especially with the donations that we receive especially our sponsor sponsor dogs cheeky and danny they're absolutely sport rotten with the gifts that they receive from all our supporters um so they go to fantastic use in our kennels um, and just making sure that we get them out and about um, quite a lot with the dogs down in centre as well, mixing, kind of creating that sort of team energy <coughs> in, within the centre. Um, and I'm sure there'll be lots of Christmas themed photo shoots coming your <laughs> way as well. Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a really nice time for us, isn't it? It's a festive time. It's a time for us to reflect on the, in, the, the year that we've just had, which is... It's been really kind of monumental for us here at the Salisbury Home and Centre. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, really yeah, special year for us. So. Yeah. Yeah, sort of looking back over the year, and are there any dogs that have really touched your touched your lives this year? 
think for me it's chutney. He's sort of a, a longer resident of ours, a, a sanctuary original before the, all the facilities were built, stepping stones and staff. And he was one of the first ones once I kind of started in this position that got rehomed. And it was so rewarding to see in his new home, his totally fresh start. And he's just a really different dog. Um, and he's just settled into the home so much better than I could have anticipated or expected. And he's really done wonders and the owners, his hats off to them, have done really well. That's and amazing. it's just, yeah, the updates we've seen are just nothing but awesome. <laughs> I think for me, it has to be probably Marley. Um, oh, yeah, now, that's how we just go gooey over all these dogs, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just list dogs. <laughs> I think from my point of view, when we get these updates about the dogs being in their new homes with Marley, what really brought it home to me is as nice as our kennels are, and they really are the nicest kennels I've ever worked in, um, they are no substitute for a loving home. And when I see a picture of Marley sitting mm. on a sofa with his new owner, with his owner in his slippers, um, <laughs> it just, it looks right. It just looks like that's what we were working towards all along. Absolutely. So I think that's that's what keeps us going, doesn't yeah, it? Definitely. And there's a lot of work that goes into these reserves as well. And um, of course, um, Dogs Trust has a non-destruction policy, which is something Dogs Trust is very proud of. And I'm very, very proud to work for an organisation that has that. And um, that inadvertently means that uh, we are going to have dogs that are going to be a little bit challenging and they are going to have aspects to everyday home life that might need a little bit of um, support and a little bit of help with while they're in our care. And that doesn't stop. So when uh, someone like the Marley man, yes. <laughs> when he comes in and, and reserves Marley or when the family come in and reserve Barley, like a lot of, um, there are other dogs' names that don't end in Arley there, but we um, a we've had a Harley. 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 There's a lot of work that goes in and um, there is a lot of support for the owner right through the reserve. We do home visits. We demonstrate the um, training that we've done with them and if there are any management techniques that we advise that they continue that gets demonstrated and that gets um, shown to them as well and then uh, it gets demonstrated again in the home environment so there's a lot of work that goes in and then when you do get a successful rehome and you do get those photos back it is lovely to see but also it's like intrinsically rewarding to think yeah. do you know what like I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to work really hard because it's really important for us to um, well remain self-motivated because dogs you know dogs need us to be that in order to keep working hard with these homes and, and working with these people so I think uh, those photos coming back mean so much more than oh it's, it, it is great to see them in their new home and we never forget their name yeah. uh, we might forget the owner's name yeah, yeah don't take any offence no no it will be Marley man it's Chutney man <laughs> Um, but uh, then you think, Do you know what? All that hard work that I put in was so worth it yeah. because Sam's doing multiple home visits. Sam's going out and dropping dogs off for weekend trials, and she's doing multiple visits at the centre. So there's a lot of work that goes into it because we want to be as responsible and as yeah. supportive as possible. So yeah, Absolutely. it's great. I think it's not only setting the dogs up for success; it's setting people up for success Absolutely, as well. Yeah. I think one of the things I find most rewarding is seeing somebody else do all the training that you've put into place and yeah. you've helped get them to that point. Yeah. So we have people that might have never done any training before with dogs before, ever, but 
if they come in with the motivation and the right attitude, that's we love sharing what we know. And yeah. it's and you can see you can show them that it's working, yeah, and, and it's, that pushes them forward. It's nice mm. to see them seeing the response they want to get from the dog, and that positive positivity just radiates throughout the dog and the people. And that's yeah. the bond that's yeah. built. Oh, that? it's yeah. amazing. First couple of times and the dogs oh, who's this person and, oh. <laughs> and then after you know maybe yeah. a couple of couple of visits a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden that bond has been made and they're looking with, for that person yeah you know and the pleased to see them you know and they're actively wanting to engage in the training yeah it, yeah it's awesome. which means basically we have the best supporters ever the best yeah. rehomers absolutely um, yeah, yeah, yeah. i think yeah. people often say to me oh you work at dogs trust you must see some really sad things and i say you know what i i have seen sad things i do see sad things but i also see the very best of people they yeah. really mean well a hundred percent yeah definitely i mean i've owned you know i've had dogs for a while now and a couple of them one was the first sanctuary dog to be rehomed from salisbury um was my basset and he was um challenging in ways to live with um and have people over I had to manage that quite carefully and i've got a dog now that can be challenging and i've got to, i've got to think ahead sometimes and so i know what it's like to live with these dogs and i know how it must feel sometimes when you think oh they've done so well and then you have a bad day and that kind of thing so i definitely understand where where people are um coming from when they are taking these dogs on and you know the work that the people put in is pretty impressive and there are some amazing homes for dogs out there um and we will continue to find them and yeah. make sure they take one of our dogs <laughs> yeah you do it's that moment of you, sometimes you look at some of the dogs and think oh wow you know you've been here so long we're gonna try our best and then the next day mm. someone just walks in and you go yeah you're a match absolutely yeah. that's what keeps us going yeah my nan used to run a rescue a dog rescue center which is probably where the, i got bitten by the bug but when i was a kid and she always used to say there's there's a home for every dog out there it's just a matter of um waiting for the right home to come up and uh, you know i think it's yeah. i think it's true and i think when you work in an organization like dogs trust or any care industry re- really where it's long-term care you, you can sometimes think are we ever going to get there and are we ever going to find that home and you know is it ever going to work out for this dog and then it happens and the amount of brilliant homes we come across it's quite easy for us especially at the minute we've sat the work sam's doing with rehoming so many of these dogs it's it's getting easier and easier for us to remain positive yeah it's brilliant i think we're all pretty much happy team yeah, a happy team yeah. makes for happy dogs so uh, we truly believe in that well thank you guys that's been amazing um, listening to you talk about the dogs and I mean if you could see the passion coming out of uh, these members of star obviously you can hear it's it but visual. It's, it's incredibly visual um, we're all really happy we're all um, feeling so lucky that we've got this facility we really are um, you know, it makes it a joy to come to work every day. So thank you. Um, we're looking forward to coming to you again with another podcast soon. So please, please um, listen in for, for your next instalment. Uh, we can't wait to come back to you. But until next time, thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Tune in soon. Bye. Cheers. Thank Sweet. you. Good to see you guys. Bye.